I guess, hi, I'm Becky. <laughs> no, shut up. <laughs> hi, I'm Haley. <laughs> and this is How to Not Get Killed. <laughs> oh, man. What happened? Hi. Was it the face that I made? No. <laughs> you said, you said, episode. No, I said episode. It's just that my vo my vocal cords didn't like engage until episode. <laughs> okay, well, if you listen closely, Drew, if you listen closely, you can hear an eh. Yeah. Okay. So for for our listeners, what happens is is when we record, we at the very beginning say, for example, episode fifty one, and then the title of whatever the episode is, so that in case for whatever reason we need to move things around when Drew's editing, instead of just reading what it is and going based off of that, he's like, oh, this is this is the one. Mm -hmm. But today, when Haley went to go say episode, it just sounded like episode. And it made me laugh. And then she started laughing. And yeah. This and is then, why we shouldn't have a podcast. Be Becky stole my thunder and then stole the intro. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. It was a good intro. <laughs> we gotta, Remember we were saying we were going to switch it up? Yeah. Like five episodes ago, we were oh, like, right, oh, right, let's right. keep yeah, it fresh. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That kept let's it fresh. Let's keep it fresh. It's fresh. I kept it stale. I'm sorry. Welcome to part two of Patience Worth. Have you been like racking your brains? Yeah, I'm curious. For the last week, trying to Here, figure we'll out. Here, we'll pause and let you answer us on your theories. <laughs> Shout it out. Where are you? <laughs> um, yeah, we're gonna jump. We're gonna jump right into it. I yeah. think. I don't think we have any sort of like yeah housekeeping. Maybe stuff we should have almost <laughs> waited to hear everybody's theories to record this. Nah, nah, nah. screw them. We'll say it. We'll next chat time. with you on. We'll social do that. Media. A, yeah, we'll do that a bonus episode, or we'll do it in a live. Maybe let's do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's going to be, I feel like there's going to be lots of discussion about this, but yeah. <clears throat> like I said in the last episode, there have been, there have been lots of people who have gone back and attempted to explain mm -hmm. patience and Pearl and what that whole thing was. There's a hand gesture <laughs> happening. <laughs> um, just how to just explain it. And one, one theory is that Pearl was uh, like an undiagnosed savant of sorts. Can you please, okay, can you please explain to me what is meant by savant? Because I hear this a lot and I'm always like, oh, I think I know what it means, but I don't also know what it means. I don't have like a clinical definition of it, so this could be wrong. But okay. I understand it to mean someone of like extremely high intelligence. Okay. And yeah. maybe excels in like one or more areas. So in what I was reading, it said that while people who have displayed above average skills in mathematics, music, and art. Okay. Writing prodigies coming about in this manner, like from Savant Syndrome, is extremely rare. Okay. So, yes. So the most classic examples I guess we would know of would be people who were like, uh, like Goodwill Hunting. Okay. It's like he's a savant in like math, basically. Okay. It's okay. kind of thing. Um, so like when your sim reaches maximum skill level. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But apparently it's <laughs> exactly yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> that. That is how I understood it. But I was just like, I always hear it as like diagnosed. And I'm like, I didn't realize it was like a diagnosis. Because I thought it, it was is, just like, I believe I'm a savant at like knitting. I'm not, but yeah, it would and, be like a quality. people do use it in like very like sort of... Uh, like loose conversational terms but it, i believe it is called savant syndrome okay and i think that's why people it's like it can be diagnosed okay yeah that's all sorry so just... so yeah so but i don't think there are I, don't, I could be wrong i just don't think there's a very many or if any examples of a of a writing prodigy 
with savant syndrome. So the idea of Pearl having some sort of extremely adept recall memory abilities has also been suggested, proposing that she could have remembered information she had read or listened to as a girl and then been communicating. Oh, like an eidetic memory or whatever it's called? Yeah. Okay. Um, this still doesn't really explain the writing abilities. No, and it doesn't really under like understand. It doesn't explain her being able to like carry conversation with someone else whilst writing. Yes. Yeah, it doesn't explain that. Doesn't explain why the writing is so exceptional. It um also, which we'll get to a bit later in this episode, doesn't explain the information that patients communicated that wasn't easily accessible in books. Right. It's, okay. Yeah, there's some information that she conveyed, words that she said. We'll get to that. That it's sort of like, even if Pearl had memorized everything that she had ever read, there was things that she still was saying that wouldn't that she, she wouldn't, have wouldn't have been able to read to. anywhere. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm yeah. poking holes in all these theories, guys. Okay. She's already <laughs> blowing them up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> She's like, they're all false already. <laughs> A highlight is often put on a short story that Pearl herself wrote in 1919 under her own name. Okay. Um, It's about a woman named Mame, a sales girl in a department store in Chicago. And she begins slipping in and out of being possessed by the spirit of a Spanish woman named Rosa. Okay. Mame later confesses to a friend that she purposely made Rosa up as a way to bring about some excitement in her boring life. Okay. So many people look at this as like almost like Pearl's like confession to confession like making or patients like, up. Yes. Uh, that's what I was going to say is like it sounds like it's mirroring her life but just. um And yeah. that's logical I guess to make that jump but it still doesn't explain all the things that we've just discussed which mm-hmm. is like how would Pearl be able to multitask right all of these (laughs) exquisite works and all the stuff that we're about to discuss that yost really really kind of analyzes so yeah i i think that it could it also just could have been like pearls like maybe i'll just take a stab at writing and i'll just write this short story that's somewhat inspired by what's happening in my life right now fair yeah i mean i don't i don't know some people look at it as like a she that's her admitting that she made it all up but what i'm kind of about to go into is like we, if that's true, we still don't know how she pulled it off. Yeah. So um, at the beginning of Casper uh, Yost's book, this is the excerpt at the beginning is like almost like his little foreword. The compiler of this book is not a spiritualist, nor a psychologist, nor a member of the Society for Psychical Research, nor has he ever had anything more than a transitory and skeptical interest in psychic phenomena of any character. He is a newspaper man whose privilege and pleasure it is to present the facts in relation some phenomenon which he does not attempt to classify nor explain, but which are virtually without precedent in the record of occult manifestations. The mystery of patient's worth is one which every reader may endeavor to solve for himself. The sole purpose of this narrative is to give the visible truth, the physical evidence, so to speak, to the things that can be seen and that are therefore susceptible of proof by ocular demonstration. In this category are the instruments of communication and the communications themselves, which are described, explained, and in some cases interpreted where an effort at interpretation seems to be desirable. Casper S. (laughs) Yost. Okay. (laughs) So that's just him explaining 
kind of what I mentioned in the first episode is that he's not a spiritualist. No. He's not attempting to sway anybody one way or the other. He's like, I'm just presenting the facts. Yep. And trying to have any a very unbiased. Can like... endeavor to solve this for themselves. Okay. And like he's saying, like, to sort of describe and explain and in some cases interpret where it seems like I should attempt to interpret something. So yeah. he says that what distinguish what distinguishes pa- patients' worth from other claims around spirits communicating through a Ouija board or some sort of psychic instrument is her intellect. Okay. Which, as we know, some people commented on in the first in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Accounts of quote speakers from the beyond usually talk about how the spirit is um constantly trying to prove itself like prove that they're a real that they were a real person by telling the communicator all these like details about their life and interactions when they were human like sort of like oh my name was john smith and i lived from 1840 to 1880 and my wife was georgia and we lived in connecticut and we had three kids and like trying to prove that because like then maybe someone could go back and look that up and like whatever verify it and he's saying that like patterns because again when he's at the time he's writing this book like ouija boards were were very like frequently used and there were lots of accounts like lots of written accounts of people communicating with spirits and stuff like that like pearl and emily weren't the only ones to write these things down no but he's saying that like that there's a common theme in all of these ones and patience is very very different than that yeah um patience rarely talks about herself yeah her life her past or or present events from her communications it's been discerned that she speaks 17th century english so like it's assumed that she lived sometime between 1600 and 1700 but some of her words come from much older versions of the English language. Okay. And some words and phrases, particularly ones that are used in her poems and narrative compositions, are obscure dialectal forms that have never been found in any worked work of literature. Hmm. Hmm. So that's the first weird thing. Suspicious. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> All the words she uses, either in conversation or in literary composition, are of pure Anglo-Saxon Norman origin. He said she rarely uses a word of direct Latin or Greek origin. Hmm. Words that would have commonly been used by English speakers in the 17th century. So even today, we say lots of words that have like direct Latin or Greek origins that's been like embedded into English. But he's like, she almost never uses any of those words. Okay. Which is just weird in itself because yeah. it's sort of like a 17th century It's almost like using a different with, language. Yeah, like it's sort of like you're somehow ex- uh, like removing those words from your vocabulary. Which yeah, is like they don't exist. Interesting. Um, all of the objects she speaks about existed in the 17th century or earlier. And in none of her writings does she ever mention anything from modern day or, or beyond. Okay. Um, less than a dozen words used by her are maybe from later than the 17th century but that the origins the origins of them are kind of debatable so he's just saying like she doesn't mention anything after the 17th century really so that's why we're trying to like we're assuming that 17th century is where she's at based on her language and the things that she talks about right she appears to be from england which i had mentioned in the first episode that this is why yost traveled to england yeah (laughs) to try and find proof of her um, because she took refers, him 75 years to get yeah, there. <laughs> this swam across the ocean. <laughs> Rode a dinosaur's back all the way there. <laughs> um, he said that she refers to like trees and flowers and birds and animals um, that all 
like would have appeared in England at the time. Like just, I guess, in ways of he really like analyzed this because, again, she didn't directly talk about herself or her mm -hmm. life at all. So he's just pulling like details of like, oh, she said this about it oh, yeah. like in a poem about a tree. Yeah. Well, she said something about a. I'm just going to make up a type of tree, like like a spruce tree or something that yeah. like would have That's only a been completely found made in up England. tree. Like, no, no, I don't <laughs> mean like... I'm kidding. I don't mean... I mean, yes. I'm going to make up a tree that's yes. only found in England. Yeah. Like, I don't know what no, trees I are native no to idea. England. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah. So he's he's really like going in depth and trying to figure out everything he can about this yeah. possible person. Um, and I think it also goes to show about like the level of detail in patients like conversations and writing mm -hmm. so again remember that lots of people think this is pearl yeah um so she knows english manners and customs from the 17th century um society furniture mechanical devices clothing music like all of that is is referred to like from that time there are apparently some indications of new england life but patience has never spoken about a birthplace birthplace area of residence or like where she died or used a single geographical proper name in relation to herself now the smithsonian article that i read said that she had hinted at coming from uh dorsetshire england okay and had also indicated that she was buried on nantucket island okay so that's off the coast of cape cod massachusetts right so that's why he's saying like there's some indication that she might have traveled from england to new england yeah um but it's but he's saying like she never directly said that though. no this is like so an you, assumption that if you read things that are like patience worth was from dorsetshire england and then she died in new england and whatever is buried on nantucket island like these are all things that people are stringing implying. together yeah yeah stringing together he's saying like she never like directly said that yeah but we could maybe speculate yeah um many of her observations about English life are not things people could easily find in books, like I said before, right. or literature at the time. Right. So when initially asked where she came from, patients responded with across the sea. So this is what I mean, where he's like, that's very vague. And other yes. people are like, oh, England. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> across the sea. Yeah. Um, and when asked when she when she lived, the pointer, the planchette, hesitated for quite a while before slowly hovering over the digits. 1649 now i've also read 1694 they're close enough i don't know um <laughs> that but i believe in yost's book he put 1649 he's saying that like he's trying to like describe what it must have felt like because he's saying like it hesitated so like she really didn't want to tell us yeah she really didn't want us to ask questions like that because no. that's not what she that's not her intention. That wasn't her intention. Yeah. She, like, yeah. so that's why he's saying this is so different from like other spirits, yeah. quote unquote, that people claim to have talked to and what those spirits would have said. Exactly. Um, but since then, since that sort of hesitation moment and she reluctantly spelled out 1649, Patience has made it abundantly clear that she should not be tied to any specific time period. Although she speaks mostly of a period roughly around the 17th century, she has also spoken about early medieval scenes. <gasps> medieval times. So I guess we're wrong. I guess medieval's like earlier than 17th century. <laughs> I feel like Shit. medieval's probably like a, a blanket 15th, umbrella for just everything. <laughs> um, he said she's speaking about early medieval scenes in as much detail as she has about the English Renaissance. 
So she, um, he said she's also described as having like a very modern attitude and thought pattern. So if he's saying like she's described scenes from medieval times, from like the 17th century, from the English Renaissance, but then her attitude is that like it feels like that of like a 20th century woman. So he's kind of saying like... Yeah, it like transcends like one particular period of time. Yes, yeah. exactly. So really, we don't we don't really know for sure. Like there is no definitive answer to that because like you said, she, she never made any direct communications about where she was from or when she lived aside from that like reluctant 1649. Yeah. Um, so we can only deduce based on like what she, what she said and her, her, the language that she used. A visitor who was a philologist. Do you remember I said that no, before? I never have heard you say this before. Yeah. In the first recording of the episode, I said oh, philologist shit. and then you said zoologist. Oh yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I probably just only wanted to hear zoologist. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> okay. I had to look this up cause I was like, what the fuck is a philologist? Um, so they study the structure. Oh, a falafelgist and they yes. make falafel. Yes. <laughs> It does sound like falafel. <laughs> um, they study the structure and historical development and relationships of oral and written language. So they basically study like honestly, language. Honestly, that sounds like a lame job. I'm sorry. That's not for me. I don't I want mean, that technically job. Technically, I study language. So you, but it's different. You. It's different. It's different. <laughs> I know. It's very different. Um, but this philologist. <laughs> should I say it one more time? Yeah, philologist. Philologist. <laughs> he, there, he came over. And he once asked patients how she used the language of so many different periods, to which she said, I do plod a twist of a path, and it hath run from then till now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. A lot of these things that I'm going to quote from her, I've discussed with Luke, because sometimes I've sat down with him and been like, so what do you think this means? <laughs> um, and we kind of just, we took that as yeah. like, my life is a like i plotted a path yeah. of my life but it's run from then until now meaning like now is the 20th century and yeah i'm talking to you so my life is still going yeah okay it, and it's gone from then meaning like it like she might even be implying like i've just been around forever yeah and that's what that's what i was gonna say before when you were saying how like again her I don't know, language transcends different periods. It kind of seems like, okay, well, anytime someone does find a way to communicate with her, does she just not kind of like adapt and learn to the period of that time that she's presently speaking in? It could be, but she, but there's no indication that she's spoken to anyone like the way she's spoken through Pearl before. Okay. It's not like she's okay. like, oh yeah, I've spoken with many people like you guys over the years. Like okay. there's no Maybe she had and she just that. never said it. Basically, he also asked her, he said, he noticed that some um, of her, like, works and her language echoed poets, like, more recent poets, to which she responded, there be beneath the every stone a hidden voice. I but loose the stone and lo, the voice. Okay. So I think if we're believing that she is, like, a spirit, of course, um, and say she died in, like, the 17th century. Yeah. But if you're a spirit who's like lived in some sort of spirit world. Yeah. And then are the now upside communicating. Down. Yep. Yes, the upside down. Naturally. Uh, obviously. Um, and are now communicating with people in like the 20th century. Well, maybe from the 17th century until now, she's like, I just have had access to like I've seen I've been able to watch the world and people evolve and like learn and grow because and, I'm a spirit I'm not a human like you I can yeah. just access that and I, I can just, absorb information and yeah absorb that voice or that like time period or something like that mm -hmm. 
is kind of how I interpreted it. Like I could adapt the voice. Like you said, I could yeah. adapt the voice of many different time periods. I wonder. Just because yeah. I want to. Okay. 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 Yost speaks about how difficult it is to attempt to speak or write in old English. Okay. Well, yeah, I can't do that shit. No. Um, because we're so saturated with modern dialect. He said it's really, really difficult to like fully discard our entire modern vocabulary, our idioms, like our conversational styles. Yeah. He said even with like time and effort, like years and years of study, it would be really hard. Like if I spent like 10 years studying 17th century English and I know how someone would have communicated then, he's saying that it still would be really difficult for me to speak fluently in that type of English yeah. without accidentally pulling in like a word from my vocabulary yeah. or like a, or a grammatical or even a phrasing or just yeah, like phrasing. a gestural tone like yeah he's like yeah. that's the hard part like you could study this for years and maybe perfect it but you can't forget everything that you've learned as yeah. a developing human yeah. you know so that's kind of what he's pointing out he's like i don't know how someone could do that yeah meaning pearl okay right um what would be even more difficult is to speak in this manner of language without error in a conversational setting where questions and comments are being directed toward you that are completely unpredictable and unexpected because people would just come over like different yeah. people every day and they'd be like sitting down with patients and being like, so tell me about this or um, tell me a poem about the sunshine yeah. or tell me a poem about july or christmas or something like that yeah and then she would just like say a poem pull it out it's not like she had like time to plan and or rehearse yeah right okay okay because a lot of people have said that they're like well pearl just like learned all these things she just rehearsed it no so it's yeah. hard yeah He's that just would saying, be hard like, if she do. did that that would be absolutely phenomenal like yeah. that would be crazy that would just be cool yeah. that she was able to do that yeah yeah um on top of that within the confines of her perfect 17th century english she is very conversational she's described by many people as being extremely witty wise poetic and intelligent some people obviously suggest that um that like i said before that she's coming from pearl subconscious but what yost is trying to explain is that it would be almost impossible for pearl although somewhat educated and like intelligent despite being called ordinary by some fucking just people <laughs> being called a basic ass yeah, bitch, basic bitch. <laughs> um he's saying he feels like his opinion i guess would be that it would be almost impossible to put on the voice of patient's worth and actually be that convincing because she would have to have an almost like inhuman level of knowledge of like history and the english language right okay yeah that's just what he again what he's witnessing um so I, as I mentioned in part one, Pearl had studied music and art. She had never been a student of literature. She had never attempted any literary work before this. And she dropped out of school when she was 13, too. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She never had any <laughs> no. major interest even in English history, English literature, or English life. No. So, like, again, remember, this is, like, 1913 when this started. There's yeah. no internet. So no. if you live in the States. You can't just Google it. How, how do you know what English life was like in the 17th century? No. Aside from books, but there's only so much books could tell you. And yeah. also a lot of people back then couldn't read. Yeah. I'm Again, she dropped out of school at 13. Yeah. She, like, like, she, could, she probably could probably read. Read, but, but she, maybe not like super high level. Well, no, because like even like us in high school, we have to like graduate to the next level of like reading material each year so it's like no even back then like okay something is happening with these squirrels out there sorry there was like three <laughs> of them that flew across together 
very distracting. <laughs> um, he also basically says that, like, if there's something that Pearl had learned earlier in life or at some point in life and it's coming out of her subconsciously, that's one thing. But he's saying you can't, your subconscious can't manifest something that you haven't learned. No, that's true. So he's like, you can't just wake up one day and start speaking Mandarin after never hearing a word of Mandarin. Yeah. That's, he is correct. You can't, like, you can't do that. No. Um. At least we don't have any evidence that anyone can do that. No. When describing the way Pearl, like, peers when she's using the Ouija board, I've mentioned this in the first episode, she, he said that she, like, at first would sort of go into a bit of, like, a trance when the communications are received, but she is very present as herself when patience is communicating. Like, she is she she is there she's talking to other people she's sometimes answering questions talking about something completely different while the planchette is moving okay so we've discussed that as far as like that's weird that's difficult to explain yeah um it it would be like trying to pat your head and rub your stomach at the same time yeah yes which like you can do but it's you have to think about it yeah you have to think about it but i mean so do that and then have like also an in-depth conversation with somebody while you're composing literature yeah (laughs) yeah in 17th century old english books yeah (laughs) (laughs) um this is something that i read in the smithsonian article yost didn't really touch on this but Apparently, since the onset of patient and patients and Pearl's communication, Pearl began to she described feeling feeling like a medium. That's kind of why I called her that in the beginning, um, feeling like a medium between patients and the natural world. So right. she would describe to people that it started out. She started out spelling out the letters um, out loud, like as the planchette was moving, she would say like A, B, C, whatever. Yeah. Um, but sometimes Pearl would, would literally touch the planchette and a series of verbal words would like come out of her oh okay vomit that she says are from patients okay eventually she didn't even use the ouija board anymore she would feel a slight pressure in her head and she would know that patience was there and would begin reciting the words Hmm. so that's interesting that's something that yost didn't mention in his book which i was surprised about but it's still because I feel like there's one way to go with that where you're like, oh, she's like definitely making it up. Then. Yes. But I don't know if the Ouija board really gave it that much more merit. Like it wasn't the Ouija board that was weird about the situation. It was the fact that like Patience's yeah. voice is so different from Pearl's voice. That's the thing, right? And it's... Yeah. So I don't know if it really makes a difference. It's just something that I thought was was notable because yeah. I feel like that's a that's an evolution where you start from with a Ouija board spelling out words and then you're just sitting there and you're like, you can feel it. And you're like, Patience is here. Like, She's arrived. Ah, doth yonder. Wow. Doth yonder. That's probably what it was like. <laughs> word for word. Verbatim. I am a living proof that you yeah. cannot speak in 17th century Yes, English. you just proved it. <laughs> um, no matter who was around or sitting at the table, the, the personality of Patience and her manner of communication was... Um, always consistent and unchanged. So he was just saying like over his time spent with them, like it's not, he didn't notice that like, oh, Patience was speaking like this one day and then she was speaking like this another day. Yeah. No, when it was Patience, it was Patience and it was very clear when it was Pearl. So that's uh, something he noticed. He said Pearl and her husband also had a reputation um, and social position, which suggests that they wouldn't 
like really need to fake something like this aside okay. from people speculating that pearl was just bored yeah but they did have like a, a relatively not high but like reasonable social standing and yeah and they didn't have anything to prove yeah is kind of that's kind of his impression um he said they never charged for public or private exhibitions like i mentioned in the first episode they simply invited their friends or friends of friends over to to play witness if they chose okay pearl was described by yost as quote an intelligent conscientious woman a member of the episcopalian church but not especially not especially zealous in affairs of religion um a talented musician a clever and witty conversationalist and a charming hostess okay um okay that's that's his impression of her hmm. he said that everyone speaks so highly <laughs> yeah of well that's a pearl yeah yeah no everyone else calls pearl ordinary oh everyone else yeah. is like this basic bitch over here uh, she fucking yeah. sucks yeah, we like true. patients better yeah so i thought that was a lovely description of that her. is nice yeah um he said that many times they would be communicating with patients and this would happen all the time where she would spell out a word and Pearl or like someone else in the room, but he said it was often Pearl was quoted saying like, what does that mean? Let's look it up. So they would get like books or something or if they had like an encyclopedia yeah. or something like she like just that, wanted to learn from it. Yeah. That she was like, oh, I don't know what that word means. Let's look it up. And of course, that could be part of an act. Sure. Like, sure. But he's saying like she would this would happen a lot because people would like look around the room and be like, does anyone else know what that word meant? <laughs> yeah. And no one did. So the probably be like, let's look it up. Let's and do it. <laughs> he was just saying this happened a lot because, again, patients spoke in a way that was unfamiliar to people at the time. And then with the addition of like some of these random yeah. words that i'll get into that yeah um there was oh no it's right here actually he said <laughs> surprise we're doing <laughs> yeah, it right now so he said that um some of the words used by patients were traced back to a word used by shakespeare in richard the third okay or by um i don't know how to say this mess messinger messinger i don't know um another writer or playwright or whatever messinger messinger I think I feel like I've yes, heard that, that sounds before. Right. Messinger. Yeah. Um, Shakespeare or Messinger in in one of their plays, that like that particular word had never been used elsewhere in literature or history. Hmm. What word was it? Uh, he didn't say. Oh, uh, fuck. Or no, I he might have said. I just ah, maybe didn't. Shit. Maybe I didn't write it down because I, I didn't pulled, think you were going to be interested. And I pulled a Haley. Yeah, I'll find it for you. Okay. Yeah. You fucking better. Um, but that's yeah so, so so like a word where they'd be yeah. like let's look it up and then they can't find it and then like yost went and like dug tracked down Man, that word the yost one has too much time on his hands <laughs> get <laughs> a hobby seriously he's obsessed <laughs> um but like the one instance in literature where that word occurred yeah okay. so this is what i'm saying where it's like even if pearl had read like every it's book still, in their library yeah. <laughs> that would be really difficult to be like oh yeah but i just i'm gonna throw this word around yeah. that's only ever been written down once in history yeah okay okay that's weird um yeah so he's like it, he speculates that some words some of these words definitely could have been known but um a lot of them were very clearly unknown yeah. by all of the people in the room at the time yeah especially pearl um she was just way too damn ordinary and basic <laughs> basic b <laughs> oh god so he he also he further like speculates that patience would have been a, a woman of the puritan period um but he said she lacked a lot of the many 
severe and gloomy i'm quoting that severe and gloomy beliefs of the puritan woman <laughs> okay <laughs> so i think that's what he means about having a bit of more of a modern loose attitude, morals <laughs> but no, no not loose moral, not patience <laughs> she's a flapper girl <laughs> um but yeah but just not as severe and gloomy i guess okay okay from her speech and her writings he believes she would have resided in northern england like i said before um and based on some of the words she uses he he believes that um some of them are native to like the scottish border so that's why he's like northern england yeah maybe southern scotland um and he believes she was a country woman she only makes two or three references to the city aside from a love of the theater so he's unsure on like that one but he seems like it he feels like it leans more towards the countryside he said she has a wisdom and knowledge of someone who clearly read a lot of books, but in a time when books were scarce and women who could read were even rarer mm -hmm. in the 17th century. Um, she also frequently expressed disdain for book learning. He hmm. was like, that felt a little weird. Like he's like, she yeah. sounds like someone who would have been educated. The only way you could have been educated at that time was through reading and books, yeah. which would have been rare for a woman as it is. Yeah. But she seems to dislike learning through books interesting mm -hmm. interesting yeah hmm. fair enough i feel like you know okay. learning through books it's is, not for everybody it's not for everybody it's not for everybody yeah yeah, yeah. 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 it's not like i do all my learning through books whatever no. i mean most of it no, i was like <laughs> mm, yeah oh <laughs> uh, whatever uh, and i pay a lot of money for it too it's true <laughs> it's true it's very true um when someone would try to apparently when someone would try to speculate on some of these things in the presence of patients. Okay. She would adamantly reject the idea of being tied to one archetype or description of a person bound in any sort of time or place. Okay. She would communicate this by often referring to herself metaphorically like the wind. So this is a quote that she said in one of these like sort of conversations. Yeah. I be like the wind who leaveth not track but ever bout and yet like to the rain who growth grain for thee to reap. Okay. I don't get it. No, I don't get it. <laughs> I got, I be like the wind. Yeah. I be like the wind. We had me that's, at be, I be like the wind. <laughs> I'm going to, that's going to be my new like exiting strategy. I be like the wind. <laughs> See you guys. See ya. I'm fucking out of here. <laughs> um, there were times where he said she proposes that she never had a physical existence at all. Um, and she said to a visitor before, um, which I, I read you the first part, which is I do plot a twist, a path, and it hath run from then till now. Okay. And when someone asked her what she meant by that, she answered, didst ere to crack a stone and lo, a worm, a hearted, tis so for list ye, I speak like ye since time began. So I will go back. Okay. After a worm a hearted in brackets he wrote a fossil yeah so didst air to crack a stone yeah and low which kind of means like and here, and here now is, yeah whatever a worm a hearted so uh, you crack a stone and there's a, like a fossil yeah um tis so for list ye i speak like ye since time began so she's that's kind of where she's i know right she's god it's like she kind of implies that she never like that she's an all-knowing being she's been around all for all of time she is all time man this is gonna make right? such a good fucking movie i know <laughs> um so you know just that's just a theory that's another theory that, that's she, is, that she is just god she's <laughs> 
<laughs> oh god we're gonna get smited for saying this no i'm kidding <laughs> god is a woman god is a woman yeah you know i mean we fucking knew that yeah well there's proof we also just lost all of our very religious listeners i'm sorry guys <laughs> so sorry guys <laughs> uh we solved the mystery of patience and the yeah. mystery of god <laughs> and, and yep figured it all out in 30 minutes <laughs> Um, all i can think about now is when the episode of friends when chandler says omnipotent and joey's like omnipotent you're omnipotent (laughs) oh and then when he's just like oh i'm so sorry man like thinks it's like a diagnosis um so (laughs) so um yost goes on to like analyze how like the actual structure of how patience speaks. Yeah. So he said she speaks almost exclusively in blank verse, which which is basically like a which is like poetry, but like poetry that doesn't rhyme. Right. So she spoke in like poetic verses, like song but, almost. But yeah. Almost never rhymed. He said she would sometimes like communicate in a rhyme, like if it was for humor or something like that. But like her poetry almost never rhymed. Yeah. And her communication was like poetic in the way that it was kind of like in verse. Mm-hmm. Um, okay okay he said she spoke in lines of irregular length with a uniformly smooth rhythm so again just very poetic is kind of what he's saying she has um yeah i'll get to a couple there's like one rhyme that she had that i i wrote down but he said he it's funny because when yost talks about them in his book he, he calls them jingles He's oh. like, she has a few jingles, That's but funny. usually they're communicated in the, in the, like, just to communicate humor or something like that. And I'm like, That's got so some funny. jingle jangles. <laughs> she has a couple of jingles. Yeah, just a couple of hits. Um, oh, now she, she's a songwriter too. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. She did. She wrote a couple of lullabies. Stop it. Yeah. Get out. <laughs> um, she, she began like initially when this all started, she began speaking conversationally. Um, but there, there was almost never an evening that went without her producing at least one poem. But as the communications went on and, and more people came over and just like the years went on, um, the poems and the allegories and the narratives became more frequent. And I think I mentioned this in the first episode as well, is that sometimes, um, she would just like be like, it's time to write now. And then like, yeah. She would just go into her novel or poems or whatever she was writing. Sometimes, like, Pearl would sit down and put her hands on the planchette and, like, the poems would just start. And that was the whole evening. It's just poetry. Sounds exhausting. It sounds like one of those, like, open mic nights, but just for poetry. But it's just one person. (laughs) And she's just sitting there (laughs) shaking her answer. (laughs) Um, It does. Honestly, to me, it does sound exhausting. It sounds exhausting. Yeah. And I just, wow. Like, I give a lot of credit to these people where, like, one, if you are putting this on as an act, that's a lot of commitment. Way too much. That's a lot of commitment. Honestly, that's too much commitment. Poetry for hours and hours (laughs) through a Ouija board. You also have to memorize all of that, right? Yeah. So and that's why I'm just like, that seems absurd to me. But too much on work. the other end of the spectrum, if you're like, this is a spirit, then like you just sat there for hours and just like gave her the time of day. Yeah. Which is like just really nice of you, I guess. I guess. I'm just saying, I just don't know if I'd have the patience for <gasps> it. I don't think I'd have the patience <laughs> for patience. <laughs> but they did. They did. <laughs> um okay where was i gosh dang it Haley! (laughs) oh this was you you had mentioned this before about like how many how many words per hour did you say oh yeah you said words per minute i think what did you say no i don't even know words per something yeah i think you said words per minute i just can't remember how many you said 
but um, he said the planchette would move around the board rapidly. Now, again, not like you can't see their hands. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because what I'm picturing is hysterical. <laughs> um, but rapidly, John would frantically write down every letter. Patients would spell out words, sometimes at a rate of 1,500 words per hour. Oh, that's a lot. I feel like that's a lot. I'm, Especially oh, because you're spelling it out like letter by letter. Yeah. I feel like that's a lot. Well, we can you, just divide that by 60 minutes yeah i'm not doing that in my head but we could if we oh she's pulling out the calculator because <laughs> there's no way i'm doing that kind of mathematics on the spot it's just not a thing for me so that's 25 words per minute on the ouija board on the ouija board yeah that's so, a lot like that's yeah that's a lot also <sighs> like man she's probably if i sit down and try and write an essay i'm not doing 1500 words per hour even when i can type it no, out it takes me fast. like five weeks like, like, how do you even how does your brain even move that fast no it doesn't it doesn't there'd be like steam <laughs> coming out of my ears like <laughs> um so he said as far as her poetry goes the themes of her poems were vast like they weren't just about one thing it was everything he said like he all had, topics yeah she had poems on religion nature spirituality the meaning of life and death um, love for a child, love for a brother or a friend, and very infrequently love for a partner. So this mm. is kind of where I think that spinster spinster persona comes in because yeah. she he said she often talked about or her poems were about like children. Also, when people would bring children over, apparently she loved children. Okay. Like she was like very kind towards them and like just complimenting hmm. them or or giving them sort of, so, yeah. some sort of like nice words or something like that yeah. and and some of her poems were about like losing a child or okay. the love of a child so like that's very much and there was very very infrequent mention, mention of, a lover of like or a lover or, or anything yeah. like that or and and that could be if she was a 17th century woman that could just be because of like you don't talk about that or she oh, never yeah. had one taboo yeah 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 um she would even sometimes like I said, uh, that people would would sometimes request like poems of specific themes. So one time, a few days before Christmas, Pearl sat down at the board and said, I wonder if Patience wouldn't give us a Christmas poem. And without hesitation, she did. And she wrote a Christmas poem. And in Yost's book, that poem is there. So you can okay. read that. Um, the following week, unprompted, she offered a New Year's poem too. Well, there you go. Um, the two for one combo. Oh, yeah, there you go. You oh, me. you like holidays? I'll bring <laughs> you, you holidays. <laughs> she started Hallmark. <laughs> he says that obviously her intellect is is often commented on that she had a very high level of intellect. Yeah. But what he found unique is the simplicity in structure. So he said almost all of the words used in her poems are one, two, or three syllable words. He said. Okay. Um. In the entire chapter, there's a whole chapter in his book on her poems. They're not all of her poems because there's like thousands of them, but yeah. some of some of them. In the whole chapter on her poems, he said that there are only two four syllable words, less than fifty three syllable words, and that ninety five percent of her words or her works are made up of one to two syllable words. Interesting. So he's like basically in the book he's like i challenge you to find like another piece of literature that does that yeah that is like of such a high level of exactly. intellect but have it be so simple in structure yeah yeah like an easy read but also at the same time the most complicated read you'll ever 
get through. Yeah. Like yeah. that's so interesting to me where I'm like, I never would have thought of that. I don't think I yeah. would have noticed that. Just like reading her poems, they sound like that of like a an established poet. Like, yeah. They just sound beautiful. I and intricate. I didn't yeah. even notice. I wouldn't have, I would have never noticed that, but. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so also these are, an ordinary basic bee, I'm just so. an ordinary bitch. Yeah. <laughs> ordinary bitch. <laughs> um, it, her wit patience's wit is constantly commented on um it seemed that she really liked to like poke fun at people especially yeah yeah especially people who disregarded her or were skeptical of like her being like being a spirit yeah because there were obviously lots of people well yeah if you're gonna be a spirit you might as well fuck around with the non-believers absolutely yes that's the whole point that's the whole point the more i read on i was like i fuck with this bitch yeah 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 she's the same she's like good people she's good people (laughs) <laughs> you couldn't give her a hug or anything but no she's but she's good, good people, people. Yeah. she's good people <laughs> she transcends all people but she's good people <laughs> so there was one evening when a friend of um pearls and her husband's came over he was a doctor and he was quite skeptical of patients he came over with his wife to um to, like chat with patients and like just kind of I don't think he was really expecting anything because he didn't really yeah. believe a lot of it. Um, but I just thought this little excerpt of a conversation was, even though like we're not fully going to understand all of the language, but I still, I read it and I feel like I got a gist of kind of like mm-hmm. where the humor comes from. So the woman took the board and said, I hope Patience Worth will come. I'd like to, f- or no, uh, as the women took the board, the doctor said, I hope Patience Worth will come. I'd like to find out what her game is. And immediately Patience responded, and she said, dost then desire the plucking of another goose? And he said, by George, she's right there with the grease, isn't she? And Patience said, so grease, I believe, was like uh, referred to like like poking fun at someone. Basically. Yeah. Like, uh, I think it's kind like of like a comeback. Yeah. 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 So he's like, she's right there with the grease, isn't she? And Patience said, enough to base the last upon the spit. And he said, well, that's quick wit for you. Pretty hard to catch her. She said, the salt of today will not serve to catch the bird of tomorrow. Uh, So I think when I was chatting with Luke about this, I think he's saying like, you couldn't even like, you've got salt today and you, you couldn't even catch me because I'm I'm already already gone. Like I'm already into tomorrow kind of thing. Oh man. She's just like, like, yeah, I know. She's a comedian too. (laughs) This Um, is going to work great for our comedy film. (laughs) This is going to be so good. So he said, she better call herself the bird of yesterday. I wonder what kind of mind she had anyway. And patience says, dost crave to taste the sauce. (laughs) Oh, Oh, why, he, why am I, like, uncomfortable? <laughs> and he said she she holds to her simile of the goose. I wish you'd ask her how she makes that little stable move under your hands to spell the words. Um, and she says, a wise cook telleth not the brew. Okay. okay. And then, sure, yeah, yeah, secret and, ingredient. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he said, turn that turn that board over and let me see what's under it. So he like lifted the board because he's like not believing. Yeah. Still. Yeah, of course. Um, He's like, whoever is making this thing move is really funny, but I still don't think it's a spirit. So he like lifts it up and he's like, are you guys moving it or whatever? And puts it back down. And then patient says, the old bump thy nose to look within the hopper. Uh, Which I think kind of means like you're going to hit your face from face. looking so hard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So that's that's like one of the instances of like someone who's like, yeah. Oh, are you real or not? And yeah. she's like, do you want to go? Yeah, because like- I'll punch you in the face. <laughs> um, which I just thought it was hilarious. But oh. anyways. Um, she's our kind of people. There's lots of lots of like excerpts of conversations like that in the book. I couldn't put all of them in here, but it is really good book if anyone wanted <laughs> to read it. 
Um, so he discusses that um, her poems usually contain some sort of spiritual significance. Some of the lines seemed a bit obscure to him at first, but the more he studied them, the more he became impressed with the intellectual power behind them. Okay. Um, and this is something that he felt distinguished her from the other communicating spirits. Um, he said her poetry display displays a wide knowledge of love for nature. Um, this, uh, he said, oh, this is a quote from him. This is poetry, but there is something more than liquid sweetness in its lines. There is truth, deeper wisdom and a lore more profound and more mystical are revealed or delicately concealed in some of the others. Okay. Which, again, I just think from him being a writer himself is, like, really high praise. Yeah. It seems like. Yeah. He also discusses that she had, like, a distinct personality Mm -hmm. that we're kind of starting to cover here. That's very different from Pearl's. It Um, seems like it. It's very, like, unique. Yeah. He says, this is his quote, There is no indefiniteness in her personality and this clear-cut and unmistakable individuality, quite different from that of Mrs. Curran, who is Pearl, is... As strong an evidence of her genuineness as is the uniqueness of her literary productions. Personality is much more a matter of mental than of physical characteristics. The personality of Patience Worth is manifested through the instrumentality of a Ouija board, and her striking individuality is is thereby as vividly expressed as if she were present in the flesh. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I don't even know what to say. I know. I know. It's like, yeah, it's interesting. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, I have no words. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 it's fascinating to me that this guy went into it probably thinking like, I'm just going to document this and yeah, write it down I'm going to prove something and wrong. And he or... really came out of this like a full believer. Yeah. It That's seems what's like it. interesting to me. Yeah. To, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Um, it's, it's, inter- <laughs> it's such a weird, like, I don't know. I've never like heard about this before. It feels. I know. I know. It's shocking. Like, uh, yeah. Especially because her works are published. Yeah, that's like the, they're that's still what published. I mean. It's you just can like, buy these books today. I'm I don't gonna, know I'm where the money would chapters, go to. But... Yeah. 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 Who is this money going to? That's what I need to look know. into. That actually. Yes. I wonder. I'm suspicious about this now again. Now <laughs> that's that's kind of the gist of what um what like Yost analyzed in this. So I have a couple. There's two quick poems that i was going to read but also he had a list of like um because he was talking about how she like she's very obviously feminine because she would talk about um like feminine tasks and emotions and habits of thought and knowledge that she had all about like sort of like being a 17th century woman right so he, he said that she would through like reading all these records he compiled like little excerpts of like almost advice or guidance toward housewives that she had and there's the last one is for you that you're really gonna like it. okay but anyways there's four of them so the first one too much sweet may spoil the shortbread okay okay <laughs> a, a pound for pound loaf was never known to fail so i think it means like a pound of butter yeah um a basting but toughens an old goose okay and then the last one <laughs> Weak yarn is not worth the knitting. The knitting. No, it's tr- honestly okay. Well, I have an argument. Okay, fair enough. I have an argument. Uh, depends what she meant by weak. I think she just means like shitty yarn. Okay, well, shitty yarn. Yeah, yeah. no, fuck that. I think that's kind of what she means. Like proud yarn snob over here. Yeah, yeah. Weak yarn is not worth the knitting. Pff, toss it out. Yeah. Toss in the trash. TM patience worth. Yeah. TM <laughs> <laughs> patience. Fuck, fuck it. Um. So. So yeah. So there was there just um. 
her her poems I'm not really much into poetry I've always wanted to like delve into poetry but um I just feel like I've never I've never I've been never able to had the time to dedicate I guess to learning about poetry but yeah. I like I enjoy reading it I'll See, read I poems don't... and I'm like okay there's certain ones that I'm like oh I really like that other ones that I don't like it's like books but like I do enjoy poetry I as an art form uh, I understand yes but I... I haven't spent a lot of time dedicated to it but reading this book and if any of you are interested in poetry or even if you're not but you're like I'd like to read this there is a lot that I'm going to go back and read. I couldn't read all of them because it just would have yes. taken me a long time to finish Your the book. Your entire lifetime. I was lifetime. trying to pull out yeah. the, the pieces the about patience. Yeah. But um, this one I really liked. So I just thought I would read it for you guys okay. so you can hear like what her poetry was like. Okay. Is and it about yarn again? No, I wish. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> uh, I'll try and find one about yarn for yes. you. Um, there's two poems. So there's a poem that she says and then there's a response from Pearl and then uh, she gave A poem another, within a poem? A poemception? A, another poem. A uh, response to a poem. Oh, so it's not poemception. No, no. Okay. 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 So this is the first poem. Ah, wake me not, for should my dreaming work a spell to soothe? My troubled soul, wouldst thou deny me dreams? Ah, wake me not, if among the leaves wherein the shadows lurk, I fancy conjured faces of my loved long lost. And if the clouds to me are sorrow's shroud, and if I trick my sorrow then to hide beneath a smile or build of wasted words, a key to wisdom's door, wouldst thou deny me? Ah, let me dream. The day may bring fresh sorrows, but the, the, the night will bring new dreams. And apparently when hmm. she spelled this out, um, Pearl began to cry because it's, a poem about like losing a loved one and yeah. sort of like don't wake me up yeah because dreaming is better than than life than being awake kind yeah. of thing the day may bring fresh sorrows but the night will bring new dreams yeah and that's what i want to immerse myself in yeah and so pearl i think just really understood this or connected yeah. with it and she began to cry and this is what yost was talking about as an example of like one of her jingles so this one rhymes <laughs> um she she began to cry and then the, the planchette began to move and she said, patter, patter, briny drops on my kerchief drying, spatter, spatter, salty stream down my poor cheeks flying, brine enough to merce a ham, salt enough to build a dam, trickle, trickle all ye can and wet my dry, dry hearts aching, sop and sop tis better so for in dry soil flowers ne'er grow. Huh. That's quite the jingle. I thought it That's was lovely. Like, that is lovely. It's just very sweet. That's I just sweet. thought it just seemed like it was right in the middle of the book. It wasn't like yeah. he was talking about conversations and stuff, but just as an example of how like she said a poem and it affected a listener so much that she started crying. And then she like and lightened then she was the... like, Oh, I'll just like comfort you with like a fun poem and yeah. about your tears for in dry soil flowers never grow. Yeah. So we need water for that. And it's yeah. like that almost is like, it's okay to cry yeah. is basically kind of what she's yeah, saying. Yeah, guys, it's okay. Yeah. And I was it's like, okay. that's so beautiful. Like, <laughs> I, I think if, that. I think if you kind of believe this story and that it was a spirit and that they were speaking through someone like Pearl till the day that she died, yeah. they would have had a relationship. Oh, yeah. Like patients it, spoke about Pearl through Pearl, but like spoke about Pearl to other people. And yeah. there's comments in the book and everything where she like talks about her and how fond of her she is and like that's i think that's why he's saying he's like there yeah. were such distinct personalities like it really felt to him like they were two different people hmm. he's like i can't describe it any other way yeah interesting okay yeah 
But like I said, <laughs> you know, you guys have to, everyone has to decide for themselves. I feel like I just don't, I, I don't know. I just feel like it's still unexplainable yeah. to me. Yeah, I don't know what to, like, I, I feel like I don't have my own theory. Yeah, all the theories that kind of came about had, I'll, like I said, had they things that they them. couldn't explain. Yeah. Um. So there is the yeah the, i don't think there's anything even patients being a ghost including that theory i don't think any of them really yeah are have been definitively proven i definitely not it doesn't yeah. seem that way at least so i don't know it's just one of those things that i heard and i was like that's the weirdest thing i've ever heard in my life that's so freaking cool that's so weird that a ghost got published yeah <laughs> like, like literally that, published that's, that's, that, that's what i'm saying is it's like that's the part that like i this whole story would be like oh this is lovely like this is such mm -hmm. a cool story but the fact that there's like actual published works from it that's where i'm like wait a minute <laughs> something happened here <laughs> I know, we gotta figure this the fuck out it's someone like, cheated the system <laughs> i could sit and sit down and tell someone this story and they'd be like i don't believe you You're that doesn't make any shit. sense and, and i'm sure people are probably listening doing that and they haven't searched yeah. yet and they're just like oh shit. google it guys man Haley's i'm not lying shit. imagine at the end of this i was like and then i just made it all up if you made it okay honestly if you made all of this up, some kind of award needs to be given to you. Oh, man. I can't I'm even think of it. I'm too ordinary to think of. speaking through Pearl, speaking through, through me. Through Yoast, through you. Mm -hmm. Oh, that is some heavy. <laughs> Call me Yoast. <laughs> Call me Yoast. <laughs> Call, what up? I'm Casper. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Uh, that was that was interesting yeah definitely I, I not thought, scary I definitely to, yeah, not, not scary this was yeah. i wasn't lying it wasn't yeah. scary i this yeah this yeah it's definitely not scary that's that's for sure no but no. it's it's paranormal for yeah. sure but it's it's interesting a it's a thinker it's a think thunker Ooh. <laughs> 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 oh god yeah that was you know what we're gonna have to delve into some more non-crimey stuff here and there like this yeah some of the weird stuff is yeah fun, like. and that, definitely when we slot it between some terrifying shit mm -hmm. it's yes. like some relief yeah it almost feels like too good yeah like this whole time i was like but where's the blood <laughs> and then who's gonna come out yeah. with a knife from the parlor yeah and then who's gonna like beat me over the head <laughs> like what's happening <laughs> so yeah fuck that was cool all right okay i'm okay, glad you thought so i think so let, let let me know listeners let us know what you thought about it well like i always say we're gonna do what we want anyway so it's <laughs> yeah, true love so it, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> all right well on that note sign up to be super cool and join our cult of extremely awesome people who love true crime at www.patreon.com slash how to not get killed and if you ever want to chat and connect with us you can send us an email to how to not get killed at gmail.com or you can DM us or comment on our posts on Instagram at how to not get killed. And you can follow us on Twitter at H2NGK. And you can also check out our website and shop our merch at www.howtonotgetkilled.com. Keep it fucking sleazy. Don't be an Do ordinary it. basic ass bitch. <laughs> Don't be a pearl. No, I'm just kidding. Pearl <laughs> no, sounds lovely. So, pearl lovely. sounds lovely, lovely. But also just like, yeah, keep it sleazy. See ya. Bye. Bye.